Hi everyone and welcome to the Mini Gaming Union podcast for Tuesday, August the 24th. I'm your host Daryl and I'm joined by Fozzy. Hey guys. And we have a newbie for podcasts, Astaris. Hey everyone. How's it feel to be on your first show after being on the sidelines for so long? It's surreal and amazing. <laughs> I'm now in a magical wonderland. Wow. Yes, just a bit like Alice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would also like to apologise for my voice. I just got back from Gamescom and while there I was subject to numerous, I guess, substances which I inhaled and lots of talking and it didn't go well with my throat. And for the record, Daryl does not smoke himself. It did sound a little bit like he'd gone off the rails a bit. I know. <laughs> For the record, it it was not brought on by Daryl himself. It was just. I like to keep people guessing. Oh, okay, well then, disregard everything I just said. Did I or didn't I? No, it was it was a uh, passive smoking, and apparently there is a lot of that in Germany, not in England because it's been banned pretty much everywhere. I guess when you're not used to it, it's like a whole different thing, right? Yeah. So enough about my throat. Um, let's go on with the shout line. So, Minigup is our community show, for those who don't know, and it comes out on the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union feed, but also the Live Boy Network feed. And today we're going to have two topics, which are the greatest Final Fantasy VII remake thread of all time, and gaming with the family. We're also going to talk about the character battle, which is going very fiercely on Final Fantasy Union, and uh, I want to take time to talk about a little bit about the future of Minigup. So it's the community show, as you all are aware, and we really want to get your feedback on what you'd actually like to see in it. So we're going to, I guess, make a little thread about it, and we would be more than welcome to hear comments or feedback that you have on the podcast. We'll also be opening up a mini gup question thread so that you can ask questions about absolutely anything. The Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union threads are very specific, I guess, so mini gup's going to be a lot more liberal. And as always, Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union has a new show every Tuesday. The series includes three different shows that follow a weekly release cycle of Kingdom Hearts Union, Final Fantasy Union, and Mini Cup. And to remind everyone, this podcast is produced by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com, and it comes out on iTunes and the Gaming Union Network. And I'd like to give a special thank to Juxtor and Astaris, who have helped us organize Mini Cup. And we'll be right back with our first thread after this announcement. So you want to be a god and rule over all, but humans are trying to take your place? Well, this summer, play gods versus humans and use your divine power to rule them all! Ahem, gods versus humans this summer on WeWare. God there, cheeky. Welcome back, everyone. We're now going to jump into our first thread, which is greatest Final Fantasy VII remake thread of all time. And this was in the Final Fantasy section, and I believe we were started by a certain member on this podcast. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, I don't know Mm-mm. who it is either. Would you like to tell us a bit about it? <laughs> well, all for however many years it's been, 10 years, however many years, people have been talking about um, a remake of Final Fantasy VII and it's been talked to death about. So um, instead of talking about that, I decided to ask other members what they thought about what they would do if they remade Final Fantasy VII. Um there's loads of different ideas other than just the graphical updates, and um, yeah, I just threw it open to everybody. You certainly did, and um, there are quite a few different interesting points. I mean, Zedfire said, I would pimp out the gold saucer. It was so cool, it would be the first thing I would remake. I guess I 
maybe add like a few more games there. That would be fun. Although a lot of the games there were already a lot of fun when you first played them. I spent so much time at the Gold Saucer. Probably more time than I should have. Well, the snowboarding game was so good they made it into an actual game. Yeah. Was that on the cell phone? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it ever got released in the West, though. No, I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. It's probably on iPhones now, but yeah. Probably. But I mean, like, a lot of the games that are at the Golden Saucer, you you actually played during the course of the actual game outside anyway. I think there should be more games that you play which are, like, completely separate from the storyline. Yeah, that would be fun. Or maybe more with the chocobo racing, since that seems to be so popular, you know? Like, maybe if you actually were able to race in them. Because I think you, in Final Fantasy VII, I haven't played it in a long time, but you were only allowed to bet on the chocobos, right? No, you, there was a part where you could race Oh, there was? Well. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah. maybe you just improve like, the graphics or improve something on that and made it get more challenging or something. I do believe that's the only game where you could actually race Chocobos, though. Maybe. I'm not sure. Wasn't... I think there was a Chocobo racing game, although it was like a karting game. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you had to manage your stamina and all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Huh. It was how you uh, got out of the... Um, Prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that now. But um maybe they could upgrade the system a little bit. Yeah, that would be fun. And maybe like the date part would be a lot nicer if they had um a bit more added there. You know, the little cart thing that you can go on, the little uh lift that they take you through what when are you, you trying to say, did it not emotionally affect you enough? <laughs> no, obviously not. Don't judge <laughs> me. <laughs> They should make it easier to go on dates with, like, Barrett and stuff because it's really difficult to get that to come up. Yeah. Because you can go on dates... saying that you want to date Barrett? Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, she's a girl. I mean, like, wouldn't it be funny to see uh, Cloud and Barrett just alone together? Kind of like in the comic? Um, (laughs) I think that would probably be more creepy than anything. And I know Final Fantasy VII tread a lot of new ground, but I think that might be taking things a bit too far. Oh, it would be so funny. It'd be so, so funny. For you, maybe. (laughs) Or what if he had to go on a date? Well, I guess he doesn't have Vincent by that point, or I don't think he can get Vincent. But um, if it was just Cloud and Vincent, they wouldn't say anything at all. They would just be silent the the entire time. (laughs) It'd be the most boring thing ever. (laughs) But wasn't there a way that you could get it with uh, Tifa, right? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you could get dates with all of the cast that you had up to that point, uh, excluding Yuffie. Oh, wow. I think I only ever got Eris. Yeah, was... well, it's the easiest one, and it's what everyone yeah. wants to do anyway. Oh, not me. Maybe you. <laughs> but I was a Tifa I was a Tifa fan. I don't like Eris, but in terms of the story... Because mm, it's I kind guess. of thrust in your face. Like She's just there all the time. <laughs> She's just there. I can't stare. She's just there. <laughs> well, Tifa's there too, and she deserves some credit there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Although she does screw his mind up a bit. Truth. Anyways, uh, Fox on the forums also says, in terms of the battle system, I would still keep it on a separate battle screen, I, and I would like to keep it very similar at heart. Possibly bringing some elements from Final Fantasy X2 and um, 13 into it. Although I would like to keep the pacing similar. Thinking about it, there is a fan video up on YouTube that I 
think has been posted on this forum before, which is a very good interpretation of what an updated Final Fantasy VII battle system could work like. I don't, I haven't seen this video. I can't personally. say I have either. Isn't that the one where they've just like um, put menu options up over the final battle in uh, Advent Children? Hmm. I am not sure. I have seen one that's like that. It's, it's basically the the final battle in um, Advent Children between Cloud and Zephyroth that they've just <laughs> they've just Im- they've just imposed um, like a battle menu at the bottom. Huh. So it's more a much more like live action battle rather than you know waiting for you select your um, options and stuff. People should sure. just play Dissidia then. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. It's like the same thing. That's what they based it off. I just don't want it to become a bashing thing. Like I don't want it to become a button bash. You know. Well, I think ten part two would be a really good way because I think that's the best turn based um, system they've actually implemented because. Yeah. Final Fantasy Thirteen goes towards having AI characters, and I'm not sure I necessarily like that aspect of it. I kind of prefer no. having control of all of them. Yeah, Final Fantasy X2, um, like I said so on the forums, that was my favorite battle system of all the Final Fantasies, just because it was so fast-paced. And also, it seemed like the enemies could interrupt you, so it made it a little more challenging, because it wasn't really in order, was it? Like It was just kind of like whoever got there first could do stuff yeah correct? so it's just whoever yeah when your time when your bar filled up you could just go yeah i love that i definitely think that um the battle system does need to be speeded up i mean to, by today's standards final fantasy 7's battle system is really slow mm-hmm. they definitely have to improve just don't it have any to make it faster <laughs> yeah exactly I mean, final fantasy 13's battle system is so quick that pretty much if you don't use the automatic options you will die yeah you don't, so have don't time want that to think. I, I don't want that. That's that's just too much. Yeah, that's too fast. And I feel if you're just sitting there pressing the X button just to do it automatic every time, you don't feel as if you're actually playing the battles. No. It's more like a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Well, you did have to change paradigms very quickly, very often. Yeah. So I guess how that, that's how they got around with like making sure that it was interactive. And in some ways, I actually felt like I was influencing the battle a lot more in 13 than I was in previous ones. Mm-hmm. I think you you don't have to be as strategic. You don't have to plan out your battle plans so well with thirteen. Yeah, it's kind of like on the fly. Like this is happening right now. I need to change, and then I'll go back to whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. you basically have an offensive paradigm, and then like a healing paradigm, and then that's about it. Yeah, I had a few enfeebling paradigms as well, but I had paradigms to make up for uh, limitations in the system. Like if you want to go on ultra defensive, you just get a tank and two defending, two healers. So that no one yeah. attacks. Also, I think it'd be cool if they also incorporated um, the Final Fantasy X sort of switch out thing. Because I really love that system where you could switch out characters. And since the Final Fantasy VII cast is so big, I think that would really help. It would also mean that people get uh, used to it more as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, every character can do like magic and summons and stuff. I think in like that game, you had like the options of characters being like specialist. Mm-hmm. Well, in ten, it wasn't that much different, really, because at the end of the game, everyone was the same. The only thing that was different was the limit breaks, mm-hmm. and seven's kind of the same as well in that respect. Yeah, it's all what you make it. Like you could make every character kind of have the same strength, or you could just have three characters who were your like team. Yeah, but I think that would have been a lot better in the, especially in the beginning of the game. If I could level up another character to be more of a healer instead of Eris, because spoilers, um, when <laughs> Eris dies, it's just kind of like 
It's just kind of like. I believe you just ruined that for me. I I just lost. I'm sorry. Um, anybody who is, I warned you. There was a spoiler alert. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just after she dies, I got so frustrated because I'm just thinking I had a healer and now I do not, and I don't have anybody leveled up enough where I could possibly give them anything. I didn't really care when she died because I didn't use her anyway. I did. Yeah, I think she was in my main party when she died. It was really annoying. Maybe I just missed out on the whole emotional impact of that then. I missed out on the emotional impact of the scene because I didn't cry. I basically got angry. I cried. I didn't cry. This was a long time ago, but I did cry. Mm. I I was like, oh well. (laughs) Let's just carry on then, shall we? (laughs) You're heartless. And I was just like, what the hell? Why did you just die? <laughs> it's very selfish of <laughs> And it was very selfish of Cloud not to offer a phoenix down. I mean, come on. She probably would have rejected it anyway. Something. Yeah. She'd be like, no, let me die. Anyways. Would you like to take the last quote? <laughs> and Sabine said, um, as you pointed out, surely the graphics need massive overhaul. Um, I'd really go for a different ending version where your actions define the outcome. I think in a storyline such as uh, Final Fantasy VII, it would be really difficult to change that, and loads of I think loads of fans would really hate the idea I mean, that you could change ways, the story. Because mm. they had Vincent and Yuffie as side characters, so maybe the ending could be slightly different depending on which one of those you got, or if you didn't get them. Yeah, because they're entirely optional. You can play through the game without even knowing they're yeah. there. Yeah, I didn't even have Vincent at all. Isn't there some? Isn't there some of the Final Fantasies that the cutscenes you get differ depending on who's your, in your party? Didn't 12 do that? I am not sure. I'm not sure. Mm-mm. I've never played 12. I think it would be good if um, like, if they have proper full-blown um, cutscenes. They can change what cutscenes you get depending on which characters you use. Mm. That's kind of like... That reminds me of um, Final Fantasy VIII, actually. Uh, the rocket. The... Um... The part where uh, you split into threes and one of you goes to the uh, command center Good where, idea. Yeah, where yeah. the rockets are and the other other side goes somewhere else. I forget where they go. I think they go to... They go back to the I garden. think they go to Belem. Yeah. One of, yeah, yeah, they go back to the garden. And the cutscenes defer. I actually had all the girls go to the, um, the place, the missile base, and I had all the guys go the other way so that the lovers were split. Too. So the lover was sort of split. I thought it made it more romantic. Because I was like, oh, all the girls went and all the guys went and they're separated. How does that make it more more romantic? Because it's more like, it's more like they're fighting to be back together. And then the part that happens right after that is kind of like, it's more emotional. Because then it's like Squall missing Renoa, longing for Renoa to come back to her. So basically you made your own story. Yes, I did. In my mind, (laughs) I made my own story. There you go. Well, if they did something like that, that would be cool. And I think that's kind of where you're going with uh, Starus, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think a different ending to the game, as in, you know, the good guys don't win and the bad guys, well, bad guy wins. Mm. I don't think that would work in this occasion. No. It's like, sorry, you didn't kill all. me quick enough. The world's ended. Kind of also because it's it's already set in stone what happens because they have the Advent children. I mean, I, I it wouldn't work out as well, would it? Like, it's kind of... It would mess up other stories that they have. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It w- it just wouldn't follow canon then. And 
I don't know, I suppose then people would just start asking for like another version of Advent Children, like the one where Sephiroth doesn't die or get defeated. Yeah. And then he's well, like... Well, generally what they do in games where they have multiple endings is they have one ending, which is the true ending, and then the other ones just kind of happen if you do things badly. Yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't say with like Heavy Rain, that has multiple endings to varying degrees of happiness to sadness. But I would say they're all equally valid endings. But because it's been planned that yeah, way. Yeah, or something like Mortal Kombat, where every character has his own ending, but there's only one ending that is true. Um, well, so like, I think Mass Effect has multiple endings. With that being said, there is a Final Fantasy with multiple endings. There is Final Fantasy X-2. Final Fantasy X-2 has, has a bad ending, and has a good ending, and then a perfect ending. I actually prefer the bad ending to all the other ones, but maybe that's just because I'm heartless. But I I prefer <laughs> it. Um, I'm not going to get into it because that, that would be major spoilers. You just don't like fanboys and peer pressure. I just, I like <laughs> realism. I like, even though it's a fantasy game and I know that it's very hard in order to make it even that much more realistic, but um, I, I don't know. It just seems like the happy endings sometimes are just too corny for me and too happy i need some well, just closure a happy game you know it was but the bad ending didn't make it very happy well no but it didn't make it very sad either no it made it like content it was just normal yeah this is bad as it yeah. gets mm-hmm. okay so on that note i think we should go on to our <laughs> next thread which is gaming with the family and this was started by Lagoos in current gaming chat. And I'm going to try and explain all this by just quoting what she said. So this might be a little bit long. She said, we've all noticed it. Gaming companies aiming their games and consoles at casual gamers and families. We have Nintendo with the adverts showing families of all generations playing the DS and the Wii and the Red Naps. And we have Microsoft with their family package for Xbox Live. Being hardcore gamers, we tend to despise these casual games. Maybe as they lack story or excitement. However, they do not lack fun when in the right company. I want to know your experiences with gaming with the family. Have you ever played video games with your parents, uncles, aunts, or grandparents? Do you have memories as a young child sitting there watching your parents play an older generation consoles? I don't really have many family gaming experiences, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I game, games like Buzz are kind of fun to play mm-hmm. with families, and that's pretty much the only time we'll ever play them. Yeah, I think the only games that I've ever played with family members, usually my brothers, are either Mario Kart or like Street Fighter. I don't think I played any of like the newer casual market sort of games at all. I have a very big family, like uh, a very big Italian family. So whenever we all get together, all the cousins, since I don't have any brothers or sisters, like all of us cousins go downstairs and we'll play uh, Smash Brothers or we'll play... Just some other random game, like I'll play Mario 64 and somebody will watch or will trade off or something. So in that sense, we do it. And then I remember one Christmas, I had Guitar Hero 3 and my uncles and my cousins just had the most fun rocking out because we're... We're a bit of a, a, a crazy family. We like... We're all hams. So it's like all of us were trying to... Um, outdo each other so in that sense those kind of games are a lot of fun to play with family but yeah so we're kind of gamer oriented all of us pretty much play video games of some sort so that's kind of nice but that's just my experience with it yeah i mean my parents kind of play 
games like Buzz and my mom plays Little Big Planet, but <laughs> that's pretty much as far as it goes. I mean, I actually got her to play Final Fantasy X. That's probably as hardcore as she's got. That's so cool. My dad used to play Sonic. I don't think either of my parents have ever played any video games, but um, I've got they two brothers and they both. Things. No, they don't, because like both myself and my two brothers all have had our own games consoles, and um, we've all sort of like pl- like watched each other play various different games. Um, to be honest, if my older brother didn't have a Super Nintendo and before that a Nintendo, I probably wouldn't have gotten into gaming because. Um, I sat there for like years and years just watching him play games like um, Legend of Zelda and stuff like that. And um, to be honest, I think that was more fun because um, when I was that age, I was probably too young to actually be able to play that game on my own. So watching him play through the game and having the skill to actually complete it would have been much more fun than me actually playing the game on my own. Mm -hmm. Getting extremely frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how my brothers were, because um, my brothers don't actually live with me. They live, um, they live with the other family members. And um, whenever I went to go visit my brother Bobby, actually, he's the one who introduced me to Final Fantasy. I didn't know what it was until him, and he was playing um, Final Fantasy VIII one time when I was over there, and I just watched him play. And then he would play like Resident Evil. Um, my other brother Chris would play like uh, Shenmue and all that type of stuff and I would just watch him and it continued to college too my friend Joe I used to watch him play uh, Bioshock and that's how I got into first person shooters just because I watched him play I mean in terms of uh, like casual games and I think they have really helped to get more people in I mean I know so many families who have a Wii and they just bring it out when they have friends over so they can do a bit of entertaining sure Uh, my parents went around to a friend's house and they're all playing on like uh, the Wii balance board and making fools of themselves but they're all making fools of themselves so it was fun Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's definitely a lot more parents now that usually wouldn't have gone near gaming consoles that now have like games that they you know they actually enjoy Mm -hmm. yeah because it's a lot easier for them to understand like if you shove a playstation 3 controller in their face then then they get confused by all the different buttons you need to press and yeah i mean we kind of grow we've kind of grown up with it we know that x or a is always going to be like okay and then like the shoulder buttons are always in very obvious places to us, but to them it just doesn't make any sense. Whereas if you're playing like Wii Sports and you say, right, what you need to do is put this in your hand and swing it like a tennis racket, <laughs> then they know exactly what they have to do. Yeah, so it's a lot easier for them to understand. But Okay, continue, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to go on to our next quote, which was, Gilbert GTR said, um, Little Big Planet was one casual game that was bound to crop up in this thread, and I've had so much fun playing that in a relaxed and non-serious way with either my friends or my brother. Whether it's working together to complete a four-player only part, or just trying to slap other sack boys off of a cli- cliff to their grisly death, it is a casual game I can enjoy time and time again. Yeah, and I mean, I said that my mum has Little Big Planet. She said that it's probably the best game that she's ever played in her life just because it's so fun and, and even if you can't do something it's not overly frustrating because you have a cute little sack boy staring at you on the screen yeah and there's the music in the background which is, is usually quite fun and i mean sure that you know she finds some bits difficult but she likes the game so much that she wants to kind of try and go a bit further just because of how fun it is also, like, there's other things that you could do on it that don't really require much gamer experience. Like, you can just create little sack boys, correct? Right? You can change the clothes. I, I mean, little. 
Yeah, and you could just look at them, and they're cute enough. But that's probably all my cousins, when they were really little, would do. They would just create their own characters and then just have fun with them. She actually asked me to make some levels for her that would help her train her skills. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> there were certain things she couldn't do, so she made me, like, um, timing grabs properly and swinging on things mm-hmm. and letting go at the right times. So just, I guess, kind of things that we just do without even thinking. And then, mm-hmm. like... You see someone that can't do it, and you're like, "How can you not do that?" It's just you know, it's just common sense. You let go at this point or whatever. And Little Big Planet is must be really good for that for introducing gamers, uh, well, introducing people to gaming that just don't game because, as you said, you can create levels that help them practice these skills that we sort of take yeah, for granted. Yeah, it doesn't take that long to do that either. I mean, just just making a level where that the jumps are a little bit hard so that they have to kind of time their jumps correctly so that they mm. don't uh, like because I mean. It, it just yeah, it's just kind of stuff that we do automatically. If we're gonna miss a jump, then we correct ourselves. Whereas they just kind of carry on doing, it and then but then if they correct themselves, and they they might get a bit flustered, and then overcorrect themselves, and then end up dying that way. And it's just it's actually really funny to watch in a kind of sadistic way. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more frustrating in a game than not being able to jump over the holes because it seems so simple, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really good that you know. Uh, games are becoming more open to um, adults and like uh, parents and you know stuff like that because it it feels like they were a bit taboo for a while and now that it's kind of opened the playing field a bit with all these new games it's it's a lot nicer it's a lot easier to connect with people about games and get them enthusiastic about games so I like it yeah a lot. I mean it's hardcore gamers. Obviously, a lot of these games don't really appeal to us that much, but then they're not aimed at us. And Mm-mm. I don't think we should necessarily criticize people for trying out these easier games. And I mean, I, I do get a bit annoyed when people um, who I, you know, I don't necessarily know that well, but they know I do gaming and they come up to me and they're like, oh, have you tried out this latest casual game? It's really good. And I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think also with all these like casual family type games, it helps to bring the sort of overall view of gaming up because mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of media attention on how violent games are and how it's turning people into psychopaths and stuff like that. But with all these casual games being really family friendly, especially for parents, it sort of makes them realise our oh, gaming's not that bad and more likely to let their children play these so games. Mary has made a certain breed of psychopath. <laughs> That's true. And... uh yeah, Sonic's uh, probably got a few things to answer for as well. Probably. He's just too fast. Way too fast. Yeah, and I mean, he's got these interspecies relationships going on. Truth. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm sure it's given some people some ideas. <laughs> well, there are definitely worse games than Sonic, though. <laughs> yes, there certainly are a lot worse games than Sonic, so if, imagine what people are thinking about with those. <laughs> there was a game, there was a, a thing on, um, does anyone here like, look at the onion? Mm-mm. No. It's like a satirical news network where they just make stories up, but they make them seem like they're perfectly plausible. Mm-hmm. And they had this feature, like a news story about a new game where the object was to just shoot people in the face point blank oh my over God. and over and over again. <laughs> and they and they and, uh, like you had people going like, "Oh, the graphics are amazing! It's like if you're using a shotgun or a pistol, their faces just blow up all the same. It's great. everywhere. Oh God. <laughs> oh God." Oh, I just love things like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of, I guess, 
then they, I think they had something tied to it about how like uh, someone had just gone out and tried to do it in real life just to see if it would if their faces blow see off how realistic yeah. it is <laughs> would you like to say the last quote Lauren yes Daryl <laughs> gamer dude says out of my family which includes my parents two brothers and two sisters only me and my younger brother ever showed any real interest in video games when we were kids my brother had an Nintendo had the nintendo systems and while i had the sega systems marion and sonic were most popular with us then we got a ps1 I remember that system the most for getting us first into Metal Gear Solid. Today, me and my brother still play games, but I have all the systems now, as my brother isn't as much into games as he used to be. That's kind of sad. I love that. Marion and Sonic were most popular to us. Then we got a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> then we forgot they ever existed. Oh, no. I would never forget my Sega Genesis. I still have it set up. You do? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's kind of sad. It, it's a shame when, like, somebody who you've played video games with for the longest time just starts losing interest, and then you're just I think it's because like... they feel they have to grow up. Yeah. Like, my next-door neighbor used to play games all the time, and then he he, uh, he went, started working full-time, and he was just like, well, I don't, I don't really want to do it anymore. It's like, why not? You know, no one's going to judge you. Yeah. Especially when it changes from um, your parents buying you consoles into you having to buy your own consoles. I think that's when a lot of people decide, right, I'm done with gaming now. I'm going to spend my money on something else. Yeah. And start playing Facebook games. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hell. That is kind of a um, a turnoff, especially for like people just in college or just going out of college because it's kind of like oh i have to pay for it myself and then you notice how gamers wouldn't be affected by that you notice how expensive everything is and it's just kind of like you know it it will turn you off i know right now because i'm trying to buy a playstation 3 and that just isn't happening right now (laughs) yeah i i wasn't going to get a playstation 3 because of how expensive it was and then you did and then i did anyway Um, (laughs) i just couldn't stand not playing final fantasy 13 because i played all of them from seven so yeah. I ended up buying one anyway. And then you ended up liking Uncharted more. Yeah, much more. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that rounds our discussion on gaming with the family. So we'll be right back after this. Hello, boys and girls. Do you like walking on the beach, playing with teddy bears, and skipping through fields of flowers? Well, too bad, because this summer, Crazy Racers is bringing you everything but that. Check out the new Crazy Racers comic book created by the same scriptwriter that brought you Alone in the Dark. And don't forget to play the game that gives you roaring engines, crazy action, and cool characters. Download the comic on Zalag.com and play the game with up to eight people. Available on WiiWare now. Go full speed with Crazy Racers on WiiWare. Welcome back, everyone. We're now going to talk about something slightly different for this podcast, and that's the Final Fantasy character battle 2010 edition which maybe suggests that we're going to do it again next year who knows hopefully yeah so we're currently (laughs) running a character battle in final fantasy union for those who don't know and there are 96 characters which are being pitted against each other in randomly well partially randomly organized battles and it's been really popular so far we've had around 2000 votes and we're only halfway through the first round which is a lot more than i expected and i think anyone else expected We're generally averaging about sort of 150 to 200 votes per battle. And the and battles are it, only up for a day. Yeah, and it's been leading to some dissent amongst the ranks. A lot of uh, conflicting people. Some people... I know that the other day there was a, a fight between Zell and Julia Hartilly, which 
cause some emotions to spill over. <laughs> a little mm. bit of fan, a little bit of nerd rage. I believe someone said they thought Julia was insignificant. Yeah, nerd mm. rage. <laughs> I think it's the difference between fans that have played game, you know, played from like the PlayStation 1 series um, all the way up until now and those that have only just played the more recent ones. So they simply don't know the older characters as well as some people that have known them for years. Some people, Sean, have been suggesting that people are only... Well, no one really likes the characters or knows the characters before Final Fantasy VII. That's definitely so, true. Yeah, mm. so he's been stating that people are losing simply because they aren't from Final Fantasy VII afterwards. And I would like to point at Firion to him because he just beat Steiner. <laughs> you have to you have to remember that everybody chose their favorite characters to go into this battle in the first place. So people wouldn't have been like volunteering up characters that they didn't know. Mhm. Mm no, but I mean there are some characters that are seeded and by seeds I mean the people that got the most votes in the initial phase. So we have people like Kane and Cecil from Final Fantasy 4 and Terra. So there are some from the earlier games that may do particularly well. I, th I think Terra will definitely. Yeah. I mean, Final yeah, Fantasy VII well. is clearly the most popular game because there's more games in that series. I mean, it's kind of an unfair playing field, really, because mm -hmm. if we were just talking about main series, then Genesis wouldn't even exist, or Zack, I guess, would not be anywhere near as popular as he is. Mm -mm. And for those who are interested, 21% of all the characters in the character battle are from the Final Fantasy VII universe, so chances are that a Final Fantasy VII character will win. If you don't want that to happen, don't vote for them. I'm I'm actually placing money. I would bet on that Z um, Zach is going to win it in the end. Oh. I, that's not no. what I want, but that's what I would bet. If, Who wants that? If Zach no wins, one. I'm going to have a little nerd rage on the site. <laughs> I will. I will start a thread stating why that is wrong. <laughs> so yeah, if you don't want that to happen, come along and vote. There you go. Yeah, just don't vote for Zach ever. 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 Who's he got? Let me just check. I think it's someone... It's someone easy. Uh, it's always someone easy. Because he got a buy. I don't even know where he is. He, he got a buy in the first, and then he's like... Um, I think the other battle is like Waka and somebody? Oh, Waka and, and Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. So, well, he might. I know, I know Waka has a few few fans I'm a there. huge Waka fan. I would love mm -hmm. to see Waka get through, but I don't think I he I don't would. even know who's going to win out of Waka and Barrett, to be honest. There's, there's been quite a few close ones. I mean, yeah. currently, at time of recording, Seymour is going against Kate Sith, and that's pretty much neck and neck. And, you know, Firion and Steiner was very close, and Selfie and Stella was, again, very close. Larsa and Gal went down to pretty much the last second. Yeah. I actually think they I had was... had some other ones that haven't been as fair. But... I think I was the one who wrote in Seymour. I think I was one of the only ones who uh, wrote him in for the seating. I think I might have voted for Seymour. There's something about him which makes him likable, but also extremely annoying at the same time. Oh my god, he was just like the most, he was the most, what's, what can I use for him? He's just amazing in the fact that he's so evil. He's just so good. And he's so funny. But so camp as well. Yeah, yeah, he's like the, he's, he's the cliche evil character, but. It, Effeminate. Oh my I god. Would say I mean, he wasn't even the main end guy, or the, the main bad guy either. Mm -mm. He was kind of like Sifa. Yeah. Don't you... Yeah. Or I think you sort of. You definitely defeat um, Seymour like three quarters of the way through the game, and then he's not even in it anymore. 
Spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> All these spoilers. <laughs> yeah. If like... someone hasn't beaten 10 yet, then it's their own fault. <laughs> but Seymour was just so cool, and his character design was so cool. But anyways... For those who are interested, the character that has received the most votes so far is Renoa. Wow. Yeah. I think that's 143 fairly... votes. I think that was a fairly obvious choice. I think she's really popular still. I believe she's now going against Tifa, though. Oh, so... gosh. So that's going to be a pretty close one. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. The se- the, well, the first, this, well, the second round is where the men are going to be sorted out from the boys. Mm. Or the ladies from girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have to include them in there. I'm not. I don't I'm, have I'm li- to include anything, actually. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm a little bit surprised that Renoa didn't um, get seeded. To be honest, I thought she yeah, was I a mean, lot more popular. Well, it, just to reveal a bit of the behind-the-scenes thing here, um, the minimum seed, the last seeds, who I believe was Zidane, he got seven votes. So that was the kind of the pedestal they had to be to get to be seeded. Yeah. They had to get at least seven votes. I think Cloud and Oren got over 20. Yeah. So, I mean, there were actually quite a few that got seven, which is why Snow and Sars aren't seeded, because I had to randomly select one of them, because otherwise we would have had too many seeds. Yeah. So, things may have been different for those two had Zidane not have been seeded. Who knows? Time will tell. I mean, Sars is against, I believe, the Moogle race. <laughs> that would be a really difficult one. With this little chocobo. His little baby chocobo. It would have been worse if you got to get put against the chocobo race. Yeah. Oh yeah. I believe Astaris, you have something to say about Moogles. Yeah, I'm actually quite astounded that Stiltson got beaten in the round, the first round, by Pain. He did get a pretty harsh draw, to be fair. But I... Stiltskin is an amazing character, though. Even though people don't know who he is. But I would say that more people should know who Stiltskin is over who Pain is. He has been in more games. Exactly. And I it might just be my opinion, I think um maybe Fuzzy will disagree with me. I think that um X two is not really a main series game. So it, I find it isn't. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Find... Then I, I may be wrong here, and this is just my personal opinion, but I think Stiltskin's biggest role wasn't actually in a main series Final Fantasy game either. Really? I think he had a bigger role in Crystal Chronicles. Mm. That might be true, but I'm still. In which he wore I, purple. I'm still angry though. I was the person that voted for him initially in the thing in my, in my first top twenty. So I voted him in as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm also very upset that I didn't vote for Sean Toto. Someone else did though, so I'm very glad about that. I most likely know who he is, but I just don't remember him at all because I haven't played um, another Final Fantasy title, or I haven't played any over in years like i i don't know i just haven't played any of the older ones in a long long time so i Is just don't the remember only named moogle no there's more probably yeah but that's like the most generic name for <laughs> ever Come on. wait yeah, but he... wait oh i'm sorry mine charge wait was he the one who like they would constantly go back to in final fantasy 9 who was talking to the little moogle he's like the world he travels around the world and stuff but they would always go back they would yeah they would always go back to those two moogles talking together i think it was in um in what's his name's world the one with the big tongue 
They would always go back. Yeah, Queena. They would always go back to that little world, and they would always go back to the Mughals talking. Was that one of him? If he was wearing like leopard skin camo, I think it was. Yeah, because you did see him in like loads of different places as well. Yeah. Yeah, because he was always telling, talking about his travels, and you're like, you're a little fat Mughal. How are you getting around the world so easily? Oh my gosh, I do know who he is. I just see, like. It's just really hard for me to remember because I haven't played them in so long. But I think I remember those. Huh. The mystery has been solved. Yes, <laughs> in my mind. And on that note, I think it's time to go into our outro. So, you can find Minigup in the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union section on GamingUnion.net and you can also subscribe by iTunes. We would implore you to do that because it's much easier to get the podcast that way. Um, we also would like you to join in to the, with the discussions on GamingUnion.net. We always post up a separate thread for every podcast, and we do love seeing all the discussions in there. You know, we reply to comments that you have, so feel free. Next Tuesday's episode on this feed will be Final Fantasy Union, and the next mini-gup will be released on the 14th of September. If there are any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know on the Final Fantasy Union or Kingdom Hearts Union. And we also want to remind everyone to check out Liveware Network, which is our, I guess, sister show... Also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we are going to be hoping for feedback about the future of Minigup. So if you have any suggestions, then please feel free to let us know. So, Fozzy, Astaris, enjoyed the show? It's been good. Yeah, what's it been like on, to, to be on the podcast and go all the way through? It's, um, it's different because now instead of shouting at my iPod or my computer, I can now actually shout at you guys. <laughs> That's a lovely way of putting it. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and gamingunion.net production.